When Detective Wilden has Barry serve a court order for a blood sample, will Barry help maintain that Hannah is innocent until proven guilty? Or will she get lost in the system? Find out on an all-new Barry the Cop, CBS Sundays. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a... Hi everyone, this is Chris from Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars because I didn't do it in the intro, but you hear my voice now. We're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 9, The Con Game, K-A-H-N, and I literally... Last episode, I was like, you know, we haven't really checked in with Noel Khan. Guess what? I get a whole serving of Khan. Not only one Noel Khan, I we get Khan, his brother. So, you know, my, my heart is full, folks. My heart is full. But let's just get into it, right? So, you know how I was saying in some episodes previously, we've been missing some previously ons. Well, again, my heart is full because we get one of the longest previously on, aside from maybe season finales. And then quite a few scenes before we even get to the opening credits. So there's a lot happening in this episode. Let's just get through all the things in case you forgot. We have the stamp on Holden, the stamp in the flashback, a reminder that Caleb and uh, Hannah broke up because of A, reminded that Cece's a person, reminded that Mom Montgomery's a person, the kiss with Hannah and Ren. Clearly that's not done. Toby's pissed. The whole thing with Wilden saying, Hannah, I got to get your blood. A reminder that Pastor Ted's a person. Reminded the uh, Mom Montgomery offer to give Arya some cash to skedaddle. Uh, we have the Maya website reminder. And then Caleb and Spencer looking at the Maya videos. Noted, I'll say this now and previously on throughout the rest of this episode, we do not see Emily view the Maya video uh, near the police car. That is not addressed at all this episode. Just to, just to wet your whistle there. Our first scene starts off at the brew, our new hangout spot here. We're going over the stamp. This is Spencer and Arya, by the way, having a chat. Uh, at the brew, uh, they get their coffee. Then they're reminded with each other that Holden has a stamp and Maya has the stamp. And some answers this episode. So we, so we find out later on where that stamp comes from. And then Spencer's like, I am done. I am done investigating A. I'm lacking on my schoolwork. I didn't submit for the University of Pennsylvania UPenn, for those of you who are in the know. Uh, and she got a B. So she says, I'm not Velma, I'm Daphne. Arya makes a joke about maybe getting the Scooby-Doo gang a little mixed up. Uh, but Spencer's like, I can't do this anymore. We're chasing ghosts, and my life is falling apart, and I can't do it. Apparently, Arya, in the chat, left her phone on the counter. Security should be number one for all our liars. We're still leaving phones out. I don't understand that part. Thankfully, our friend, Cece, who is totally not suspicious in any way, shape, or form, finds uh, this phone, walks over, and says, is it one of you two's? Arya grabs it and goes, it's mine. And uh, Cece notes uh, Spencer's uh, sad face and says, what's going on? And Spencer kind of unloads on her, and, and uh, Cece says, well, hey, you're a Hastings. There's, you won't have an issue getting in. And then we, Cece just casually drops that she went to UPenn. And Spencer's like, ooh, an opportunity to fix the situation. We find out from Cece that some gentleman named Stephen is going to be at yet another party. We have yet another gathering this season. Boy, this show loves parties and getting people together for whatever reason is necessary. Uh, but this Steven's going to be at the party. Apparently, Steven now works at admissions at UPenn. So CC basically, the carrot here is, hey, come to the party with me. I'll get you in to see you. I'll, we'll pass along your application so we can get this early admission thing that you're really, you're really concerned about. Now, granted, early admissions is... <laughs> Ari tries to tell Spencer this. It's not the end of the world if you don't get your application in in early admissions, but it's very important to Spencer. CC's going to help. 
yeah, no strings attached, right, everybody? Uh, she says to Spencer, meet me outside the boutique, and uh, we'll go check out this party, and we'll we'll talk to Steven. Spencer's like, all right, you have to come with me. I cannot go to this by myself. We're still we're still not even at the opening credits, by the way. We cut to the Marin household. Guess who's at the door? As you heard in the opening uh, segment of this show, Barry the Cop. I find We found out his last name, which we may have heard before, but now it is canon on this show. Officer Maple, so Barry Maple, Barry Maple, uh, he is serving a court order. He's being very respectful to Ashley. He's like, we have a court order to get a blood sample from Hannah. We understand that we're going to match it to the anklet and see if there's a match. And you have five days to comply. And so Barry leaves. And then mom, mom looks like she's going to hide it, at least for a little bit. And she calls, drumroll please, Veronica Hastings. Opening credits, we're at school. We see Hannah and Caleb giving longing glances down the hallway. And eventually Caleb walks up to her locker. Very stilted conversation. Hey, see Spencer? And uh, he's like, no, sorry. Uh, he hands Hannah a note that apparently has the new login information from Maya's website. Apparently you went in through the back door, probably reset some you know, information to for someone to log in. And so he has secured this. And this note is intended to give to Spencer for further investigation. Hannah says, great. And then uh, he walks away. And uh, this is very interesting, what happens here, as we'll see at the end of the episode. He walks away. She gets a text from A, the Apple Rose Grill at closing time. Go alone or Caleb pays dash A. Hannah runs into Spencer. She's telling her about the text. Yeah, and, and during this conversation, I think Spencer brings up uh, Ren and Hannah, of course, acts really weird because we all know that they had a smooch. So Spencer says, please do not go. Uh, whatever you do, don't go. And Hannah goes, okay, as everyone on the show does. We know, of course, she's going to go. They see Emily and Paige, and I wrote a sad face in my notebook. <sighs> it's such a complicated situation, right, folks? On one hand, we'd like to see Emily happy. I don't want to negate Emily's happiness, right? We're concerned about Emily being happy and feeling fulfilled in all her relationships. <sighs> you know, I think Paige is mirroring Lucas here. I just don't, I don't trust it. Her past behavior just shows to me, don't think she has Emily's best interest in heart. I'm sorry. Sorry to say it. But in this moment, they're laughing. They look like they're connecting. And they kind of come over the table. A very weird conversation. Very short with Spencer and Hannah going, yep, everything's fine. And Emily's like, cool, weird, okay. And then they walk away. So they still have not told Emily about the Maya website that they got in. Cut to Aria coming to Ezra's apartment. And we see someone else coming out. There's a tail end of a conversation. A lot of dudes being thrown around. Dude, dude, dude. And I was like, wait a minute, where do I know this person playing Wes? And uh, we find out, sure enough, this person, Wes, Wesley, is Ezra's brother. I assume younger brother, although not uh, said out loud, but he seems to be a younger brother. And I was like, ah, Wes plays a character on The Runaways show, which I liked quite a bit. I've only seen season one. I highly recommend it. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but that's another show. That's another podcast when Chris watches the MCU. But yeah, I like the actor. So good choice there, casting. And something about an offer, right? So Arya walks inside his apartment and says, um, she just comes out with it. She's taking a page from Spencer's playbook, I guess. And she's like, how much money did your mom want to give me to break up with you? And Ezra's like, what? That was news to him. He's mad, but not too mad. And then there's this weird, gosh, this is such a weird, weird story. Yeah, there's a plane overhead. Weird story about Wes is helping him buy back the car. The Jaguar that he sold apparently was not his to sell. It was his their grandfather's, and he sold it. But Wesley was technically the owner. And then uh, such a such a rambling story. Apparently, mom wants them to buy it back, and now the guy he sold it to wants double, 
w- double the cash, so Ezra doesn't have this money, and he says he's got to deal with it, and he, he runs out the door uh, in his apartment, <laughs> leaving Arya in his apartment. Very strange. This whole thing is just so strange to me. There's a lot that people are not being honest with about to Arya and to me, to be perfectly honest. Come back to school. Uh, Ren with three ends calls Hannah. She red X's him. Not today. Uh, Emily runs up and says, I know you're not telling me something, you weirdos. And Hannah tells Emily. Again, we're being honest this episode. Shocker. Tells her, yeah, they got into the website and they saw a whole bunch of videos, some with you. They didn't want to ruin things with Emily and Paige. Hannah's a little upset. She's like, you shouldn't lie to me. She understands they're trying to protect her, but you, it's not your right to. Hannah hands Emily the note with the website info. Uh, and Emily says, I want to look at it by myself. And so she walks away. Uh, we cut to the town square. We see Ashley leaving the Hastings law firm. I don't know why I pictured it being much glitzier, but it looks it, it looks like some it looks like a really small town law firm. You know, it just was really no offense to the Hastings law firm, just not as impressive <laughs> as I thought it would be. I don't know. I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't that. Anyway, she's leaving the law firm. She sees two timing Pastor Ted probably flirting with yet another uh, person across the street. Uh, he tells her to GTFO and runs over to Ashley. Uh, and says, "Hey, hey, how how you doing?" And she's like, "Fine, whatever." And he's like, uh, "He's like, he awkwardly asks her out for coffee, and she says yes." And then they run away and smile at each other from across the street. So, two timing Ted is at it again. Cut to Ari and Spencer. Ari is retelling what we saw earlier that he practically quote kicked me out, and uh, she's helping Spencer pick out an outfit for this party that she's going to go with Cece to meet this Stephen person, this admissions person. We find out Cece is, in fact, 22 years old. Not sure if that matters, but just writing it down, noting it here, and then a lot of, lot of jokes about shaving people for money. And we just jump right to the party, right? Let's just cut to it. So we jump to the party. It is Cece, Spencer, and Arya going to said party. Uh, Cece makes a passing remark that Jason won't call her back. And something, it's, she makes it sound like their relationship is more intense than Jason lets on. At least that's, at least that's what I get. And she's like, he won't even call me back, LOL. And they're like, ah, well, you know, that's Jason, but uh, I don't know how they take that. It is Arya and Spencer, when they get out of the car, realize that they're at Noel Khan's cabin. And they're like, shit, Noel Khan? This is the guy that tried to murder Arya on the roof. And we're all like, let's go to the party? Jeez, Louise. This is the this is the kick of doom from Holden, if you recall. And Cece's like, hey, Noel Khan will just be one of 200 people here. This is Eric Khan's party, his brother. Even if he's here, we, here's our objective. We're here to find Steven, get him the application, and then if it's weird, we'll go. Uh, they go up to the door, and there's a door person, and um, she's on a list, Cece Drake. And here's our first uh, connective tissue to our mysteries of season three, the stamp that all three of them get from the uh, bouncer here, which is literally probably just some 21-year-old, uh, actually, I'm being generous. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know how old this person is, but he stamps them, uh, and it is the same stamp. Same stamp on Holden, and same stamp that was on Maya. So, and we find out more about that later. I don't know if, I uh, now I don't remember if Emily had the same stamp or not. But I know Holden for sure did. We know Holden for sure did. Yeah, this this gets more complicated uh, in this episode. And then we have a, um, oh yeah, so I wanted to pause here because of this. Now I'm, now I'm connecting some stuff that we've seen in the background previous seasons, which if the show is intentional about this, it's quite impressive. I don't know if you recall, but a long time ago, we saw Noel talking with Maya, and I thought he was installing the spyware, which I still think he might have, but he might have also been just giving her his phone number for her to attend one of these con 
parties. So that kind of connects that scene to this bit of information. So Spencer has her application. They go inside the party. She has like this big envelope. Cece's like, hey, you two, chill out. We're at a party. She grabs the app from Spencer and says, I'm going to hang on to it. I'm going to find Steven, but let's go to somewhere else. Let's go to somewhere where Steven likely will show up. Cut to Emily. Uh, she's definitely watching the videos. It's Maya reading uh, poetry. And I had this other realization as uh, a podcaster here and as your guide through these seven seasons of the show. It's probably safe for me now, I think, to look at IMDb because, you know, Maya is, quote, dead. But um, the the performer is doing a whole bunch of content this season, much like Alison De Laurentiis, who, of course, was also not really dead. But even if I look on IMDb now from here on out, we could have flashbacks, right? We could have video. So I think it's safe for me to Google and look up people on the show because even if I see they pop up in season seven, for all I know, it's a flashback or a video. So that's just something I realized watching the scene. Back to what we're talking about. We see uh, Eric Kahn, who is one of the... Bro- what's, that, what's that guy name from Arrow? Robbie. Robbie something. What is the name? Robbie, uh, Robbie Amel. Stephen Amel's brother. Is that how you say their last name? Amel? Anyway, that's Robbie Amel playing Eric Kahn. I'm pretty sure. I didn't Google that, but I'm fairly certain that's Robbie. Uh, he is Eric Kahn's older brother, I think. And Cece and Eric are kind of flirting, making jokes, etc. And they're in this room called the game room. And the rule is you got to play to stay. That's the rule. You got to play to stay. And um, Steven's not there yet. So Cece uh, asks to make them drinks. The, the two other liars say, no, thank you. And she makes another passing comment. Cece says, <laughs> You should see what cops have done in this room. Oh, that's a nice thing to drop there, Cece. Is she referring to Garrett? Probably. Could it be Detective Wilden, who we know goes to underage parties, because he was seen with Jenna a long time ago. So it could be Detective Wilden at these parties. Or dare I say, Barry the Cop. Do you think Barry, Barry the Cop was at one of these parties? Doing God knows what. Who knows? My money is on Detective Wilden, actually. But that's enough for that. I just uh, That stood out to me and done very passingly and... I caught it, Cece. Thank you. And then Cece and Eric do a truth game. It's not truth or dare. It is just straight up truth. And for some reason, to buy into the conceit for the rest of this episode, I guess we're to accept the fact that, yes, indeed, when you play this game, you all, you do have to tell the truth. And so Cece and Eric are doing flirty stuff. And he's like, if this is the end of the world, who would you sleep with? And Cece calls out somebody else. You see, Eric really likes that. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, cut to Hannah's household. She's watching the clock. As we all assume, she sure as hell is going to go to that location. Mom wa- walks in and says, hey, let's make dinner. And Hannah's like, oh, I got to go with Arya. And uh, she's like, wait, Mom, what's going on? Again, a rare thing for the show. Mom tells her the truth. Cops came over. They have a court order for your blood. Uh, but I've already talked to Veronica Hastings, and we're, gonna, we're on it. We're on it, okay? So you go, do, you go meet up with Arya. And so uh, Hannah runs away. Ashley does look worried. However, she calls to Timing Ted and invites him over for a very late night dinner. I mean, who eats dinner at midnight? I snack at midnight, which I know I'm not supposed to do. But if you're being, you know, I'm pretty clueless when it comes to these kind of things. I'll just be honest with you folks. But if if someone called me and said, hey, do you want to come over and have dinner at midnight? I'd be like, hmm, okay. <laughs> That's what I would say. Hmm. Uh, we come back to the party. Cece and Eric are still flirting and doing their thing. And then who walks in? Noel Kahn with a big-ass backpack full of all his A-shit, right? And right behind him, Jenna. Noel and Jenna are back together. And uh, for some reason, they're like, uh, Arya and Spencer walk right up to them. And then basically, the gist is Noel and Arya are going to play this truth game. 
So here we go. Cut to Hannah. She, of course, goes to the Apple Rose Grill, and Caleb pulls up, and Hannah's like, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. He's like, Caleb's like, I sent it. I'm a dramatic music, probably commercial break. We cut back, and Hannah, so he pulls up to, like, this, uh, this uh, corner, I guess, and Hannah tells Caleb everything. She's like, listen, I couldn't tell you for all the reasons we all know about Maya, about the body, your mom, possibly all that stuff. And so Caleb is open-mouthed. Cut back to the party. Noel and Ari are having their truth game. Noel's, Noel's goal here is to push Arya to reveal the truth about her and Ezra. So Noel is like, hey, why don't you tell us about your boyfriend? You know, when did you start dating? All that stuff. And then she's asking him about Maya. So we find out from this truth game, Maya had an open invite. This again, this is according to Noel. Information not verified. He could be lying through his teeth. But he says Maya had an open invite and she came to a few parties Eric does vouch for Noel, saying he was not there during the time in which we would have dealt with the missing grave. However, well, we'll get to that in a moment, but there's something else. There's a but to that. But basically, he is claiming, yes, Maya's come here before. I don't know anything about a body. Well, this upsets Arya, of course. uh, Spencer wants to say, stay. Arya wants to go. She's very upset about Anyone telling her that Ezra is way too old for her. Very age-inappropriate, but that bothers Arya. So she wants to go. Cece checks in. She's like, hey, how's everyone doing? Uh, she, gives a, she gives a little diss to Jenna, which is hilarious. And then it's determined that Spencer is going to do this game with Jenna. So Spencer's going to stay. Arya's going to call Ezra and get a, and get a ride home. Uh, Arya calls Ezra, but Wes picks up instead, not Ezra. He has his phone. He says, uh, what's the address? And then uh, that's we leave there. Cut over to Ashley and Ted's home date. And she made this dinner. And as they're having a little chat, uh, the Rosewood PD calls. And Ashley runs away. And sure enough, it sounds like she's talking to Wilden, who's doing what Wilden does. A very vague light threat. Come back to the party. Uh, you see, Jenna is also scared to talk to Spencer. Now, again, we're seeing Noel and Jenna chat privately. So we have to assume this is legit, unless she's playing Noel. But she says, I'm not going to be bullied by Spencer again, which is such an interesting thing for her to say. But So Noel convinces Jenna to do this game, which is, again, interesting. But So we're going to have the Jenna versus uh, Spencer. Both sides have been convinced to participate. Cut over to Emily. She's watching more Maya videos. Maya compares Emily to Cleopatra, and there's talk about reincarnation. And again, no doors, no locks in this, in this whole town. Paige barges in. She says, oh, your mom let me in. And Emily quickly scrambles to hide what she's been looking at. And now we get our question session with Spencer and Jenna. And here's what we determined from this session. Noel found her at the diner. So now we find out Jenna was not alone, that Noel's with her, at least part of this evening. And Spencer, one of her questions is, where's where's Allie's body? Jenna does not have a time to respond to that. And then Jenna wants some sort of video. And she keeps saying, and Spencer even says, what video? There's a whole bunch of videos. And Jenna says, you know which one. Do we know which one she's talking about? What video does she want? I guess, is she still talking about the Toby Jenna video or the Maya video? I guess it's got to be the Toby Jenna video, uh, but we don't know. We cut outside and guess who pulls up? Wes to pick up Aria. Aria's like, why the hell are you here? He's like, well, I'm picking you up. So she eventually gets in the car and they drive off. Cut back to Hannah and Caleb. Uh, they're still arguing about this. And finally... And Caleb says, look, I know you're trying to protect me, but I am going to help you stop A, and I'm not going to ask for your permission. And then they smooch. Big music. I guess Hannah and Caleb are back together, but we're going to have to deal with that red kiss, aren't we? Uh, cut back to the party. Uh, we see Cece and Eric coming back from a room. Lots of giggling. 
Feel free to fill in your imaginations, folks, what happened in there. Uh, Spencer runs up. Eric walks away. She's like, I, I'm stranded here. Ari's gone. I couldn't find you. I don't know anybody else here, but Noel Khan keeps staring at me. I didn't say that, but uh, I'm sure he is. And she says, was this just an excuse to hook up with Eric? Is Steven even a real person? I haven't seen him. And Cece says, well, I gave it to Steven. I gave it to Steven. He's going to take care of it. He came in here for two minutes. So relax, but we can go. So it's a little bit of a strained relationship here. Like Spencer kind of is aggressive towards Cece, but Cece claims she did it, but they do leave. Come back to Ashley. Uh, she's hanging up the phone, apparently placed another call to Veronica. So she hangs up. She goes into her own kitchen and Ted is cleaning everything up, the plates, uh, everything. And she says, oh, too late for red. And he says, idle hands. Uh, he did overhear the entire conversation. So that cat's out of the bag. And um, she makes a offhanded thing where she says, thank God about something. And she says it again. She says, I'm not a saint. And then Ted says, you know, just because you're ordained, dot, 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 I guess that means, I guess it means there's a, there's a dark side to two-timing Ted here. And then they smooch. And we get a nice little shot of them smooching and then the two candles going. So, okay, so that happened. I don't know what to say to that. And then we cut back to Wes and Arya. And uh, Arya is basically basically trashing Wes's family. Fair. And then Wes is like, oh, I guess this has to do with Maggie. And uh, he, he starts to tell her this Maggie situation with Ezra. Basically, that Ezra got this person pregnant, and then mom stepped in and quoted, quote, handled it. She took care of it. Sorry, that's the actual words used. She took care of it. Uh, cut to Emily and Paige. Emily tells Paige about, you know, Maya and sharing her grief. Paige does comfort her, but I, I gotta say, folks, I know the scene's supposed to be heartwarming. You know, right? It's great that Emily has a support system while she struggles through with grief. I just don't trust Paige. I don't trust Paige and her intentions. Half of season two is her selfishly inserting herself and pushing a romantic relationship when Emily needed space. I just feel like Paige is mirroring Lucas here. I, I, I just don't, I'm sorry. I, I feel bad even saying it because it is good and Emily can share her grief and her emotions with someone that she trusts. I don't trust Paige. And that's and that's the two, that's the end of it. So, but that happened. Emily is grieving and Paige is there to comfort her. But uh, I withhold, Your Honor, I withhold judgment until... Paige reveals herself to be less than honorable. There's nothing about Paige that has told me she deserves Emily's trust. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, there there might be some moments, right? She did help. Emily helped Paige come out of the closet to her parents, right? There's that whole scene from, I believe, season one, right? So Emily's been a great influence on Paige. But what has Paige done for Emily? Now she is here for her. Yes, I will give her that. But what is the motivation? I could be wrong. And uh, I could look back on this episode feeling really guilty that I uh, was not trusting Paige here in this moment. But uh, I have a sneaking suspicion. I'm not wrong. Come back to Ari and Ezra. So she confronts Ezra. She's like, what's about this Maggie thing? He's like, come inside. She's like, what about this Maggie thing? And so he tells her. He got someone pregnant. He was, quote, 18 years old. I see what you're doing, TV show. You're in hot water as it is. So you're like, hey, everyone's 18 here. Um, He got this person named Maggie pregnant. Uh, His mom stepped in and paid, paid for this woman to go away. He then went to Hollis and then became Fitz. I guess that was the that was the breaking point for him. No talking to Maggie as part of the deal. So he's not spoken to Maggie. And we don't know if this child uh, was actually born or not, but uh, we, he doesn't know either, I guess. And eventually he says, please come inside. And Arya relents and goes inside. But she feels, Arya feels owed. This is not the first time this has come up to Ezra's entire life story. And maybe this is just me inserting myself into this show. I don't know how fair that is in, in a, an adult relationship. Right? I don't know if, I guess at some point you would bring that up, but I don't know. I don't know how much a partner is owed your entire 
birth to current spot. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Especially if it's a pain point for him. You know, he's still working through how does he relate to his family? And yet Ari views this as a as a break of trust between the two of them. I'm not sure it has to do with her. But, you know, again, that might just be my my point of view. Um so she's definitely though upset about this. I understand why he wouldn't tell a potential partner about this. I think it would be a sore spot for no matter who would be involved in that situation. So but yeah, but they should be break. <laughs> she should take the money and run. <laughs> That's my opinion. She should get herself out of the situation. She should take the money, get herself a freaking house, right? Ask for a lot of money and just be done with this whole mess. And and then really quickly before I leave this, because we're almost done, she does say something interesting about to Wes, which was like, is this the show hinting? She says, you took his phone, took his car. What else are you going to take? And there's like this moment where Wes is looking at Arya. Are they hinting that Wes might have a crush on Arya? Wow, what a twist that would be. Um, so near the end of the episode, Spencer is looking sad. She leaves a voicemail, we assume, for Toby. The name is not said, but she says, I really I really miss you. Uh, boop, boop. Uh, she gets an email from admissions. I don't, it must be like 3 in the morning. I don't know what time she's getting this email, but sure enough, the University of Pennsylvania says they confirm receipt of said application. So we're to assume, or at least Spencer is to assume, CC is legit. And again, much like the tactics that Ren is doing, Cece is very clearly worming her way into our various liars as a person they can trust, which of course puts her at the top of the list of someone to betray them, right? And she, again, she's using alley tactics to do so. We don't know what the what the Cece twist was to get Steven to do this, if it even was Steven, but I feel Cece is manipulating the liars a little bit. And I like Cece actually. I like I like the I like the character. I like like the person playing her. But yeah, I don't think I don't think Cece you should trust her. But you know, maybe I'll be wrong. Finally, uh, Mrs. Pillsbury is renting a room, which is a tie-in to another post-credit scene when this person was circling an address in Rosewood. So whomever that was, looks like they're moving in. Uh, Mrs. Pillsbury loves cats, so you see a fun little look at her desk with a whole bunch of cats. And guess what? Guess what unit our person's moving into? How cute is this? Unit A. How cute. How cute. So someone's moving in who wears black leather gloves. So what do we think, folks? Well, I'm just going to keep this brief since I'm already running late. So I'm just going to say one thing that doesn't make sense yet. Why was Holden at the diner with Emily that night? That's one thing. We know he doesn't like Noel. Or maybe that wasn't Maybe that wasn't Holden. Maybe that was... No, Holden did have the stamp. So if that was Holden, why was he at the diner with her? If that was Noel... I just don't think he and he and Jenna's dug up the grave. I don't think they're that deep in the alley situation. I do think someone else did that. And I do think this whole thing with Wilden, while I don't think he is lying, I do think Wilden is, everything he is doing is still to produce the real source of the, at least the person thought who killed uh, Allison. So I think he has to follow his protocol, have Hannah's blood tested, etc., to, again, I hate to give Wilden any credit because he has not earned this amount of trust from me. You know, he is he is page-level trust. Sorry, Paige. But, I, I you know, how, how are we supposed to trust Wilden at all, right? I still think that all the, everything he's doing is not to prosecute any of our liars. He's trying to draw out the real person. So I think, yeah, I think he's hoping that, A, in, intervenes, right, manipulates evidence. He's trying to trap the real A. Again, this might be a huge trust in a character I should not, but that's going to be my prediction. Uh, I've been Chris. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at McGoogs. 
occasionally twitching at Mac to the gal. Uh, when you hear this on Monday, no, sorry, you'll hear this on a Friday. On the following Monday, which should be Halloween. And for some reason, I decided to do a 24-hour, not 24-hour, Jesus, 12-hour stream uh, on Twitch, playing horror games. I'll be in costume. I don't even know how I'm going to do that. How am I going to stream for 12 hours? I can barely talk for 30 minutes. Uh, but I committed to it, so we're going to see how we do. Come by and say hi. Say, you, say you're a listener of the show. We'll welcome you with open arms and entertain your theories while giving uh, other viewers spoiler warnings in case they are behind on the podcast. Uh, but I've said way too much. 